coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Hello, and welcome to my show. I am the aforementioned Mr. Izzy, and today's topic is going to be an old one about the Civil War. But before I get started on that, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors here. We've got IzzyRacquetball.com, lifetime sponsor of the show, for all your racquetball needs and for all your cross-training needs. There's an excellent selection of footwear for both women and men when it comes to cross-training. IzzyRacquetball.com is where you want to go. NatureBox, another big sponsor of the show. Let me tell you about NatureBox. I'm looking at the box that I got this month. I get a box of five snacks every month. It costs me 20 bucks. They just deliver them right to my door. So I don't have to go shopping, don't have to wait in line. Real easy, and they're all healthy snacks. You know, everybody's trying to eat healthier nowadays to try and stay fit, live a long life. This month we got some poppy seed sticks. Apple pie oat clusters, and those are really good. Cranberry almond bites, and PB&J granola. That stuff was so good. I think I ate the whole bag in one sitting, which you're not supposed to do, but uh, they're healthy. Sometimes you got to go overboard. If you'd like to get some nature box of your own, just go to my website, Go to the podcast link and click on the link right there for NatureBox. That will take you directly to their website and you can place your order and it lets them know that you heard about it on the Derek Izzy Show. And now, on to today's topic. Before I get into the specifics, I just want to explain a few terms so none of my audience members gets lost. One of the terms is an officer, which is just simply a a member of the armed forces. But there's a couple different types of officers. There's commissioned officers and non-commissioned officers. The commissioned officers are generally the ones that went to college and then moved into the armed forces in a position of authority. Your non-commissioned officers are going to be the ones that did all the grunt work started at the bottom, served as a soldier on the front lines, and then worked their way up through the ranks to achieve whatever their current rank was. During the Civil War, you had many different types of commissioned officers, and they were signified by their shoulder boards that they would wear. Uh, You come in at the bottom as a second lieutenant, then you move up to first lieutenant, then to captain, then major, then lieutenant colonel, then colonel, the next rank would be your one-star or your brigadier general, then your two-star general, also known as the major general, and then the three-star general from the Civil War was the lieutenant general. The topic of today's podcast is a brigadier general. Born on March 2nd, 1828, he was an officer in the United States Army, served in the Mexican-American War 
the Civil War, and he was the first commander of the Department of Alaska from 1868 to 1870. Although successful in a number of Civil War battles, he's best remembered for something else that is not related to his Civil War battle performance. He was known as several different things, one of them being that he had the same name as a former president. Now, in order to give you some of the background on this person, let me introduce you to William Bull Nelson. He was an officer in the United States Navy for 21 years before the outbreak of the Civil War. He came to the Civil War as a brigadier general and then worked his way up to major general. Now, this guy was a very brash dude. He was 6'4", 300 pounds. Nobody wanted to mess with him. Major General Don Carlos Buell, in reference to him, said, No commander during the war enjoyed the confidence of his troops in a greater degree than did General Nelson. Now, General Nelson enjoyed the confidence of his troops, but he was very harsh with them. He would berate them. He drew his sword on several of them. He basically was an ass. I mean, that's really the only way I can think of to describe him. The type of guy who was in charge, and if you didn't like what he was doing, then he didn't care. He was going to challenge you, or hurt you, or have somebody hurt you. There was another general who had an altercation with Mr. Bull Nelson. Bull Nelson humiliated this brigadier general during their altercation. He humiliated him in front of his troops. This brigadier general confronted Bull Nelson in the lobby of the Galt House. After their argument, Bull Nelson hit this brigadier general in the face two times. The general was so overwhelmed and frustrated that he walked out of the house, saw one of his friends who was out front in the lobby who also was armed with a gun. He took that gun from his friend, went back inside, and let me tell you what happened. This is as reported in a newspaper at the time. The brigadier general in question says, Sir, you seem to take advantage of your authority the other day. And General Bull Nelson, sneeringly and placing his hand to his ear, said, Speak louder. I don't hear you very well. Our general said in a louder tone, You seem to take advantage of your authority the other day. General Nelson said, I don't know what I did, sir. Our general said, You threatened to arrest and send me out of state under a provost guard. General Nelson says, Go away, you damn puppy. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Our general picked up a card from the counter, crumpled it into a small wad, and snapped it in the general's face. General Nelson then struck our general with the back of his hand twice in the face and said, There, damn you, take that. Our general retreated and said, This is not the last of it. You will hear from me again. General Nelson then turned to the governor who had witnessed the whole altercation and said, By God, did you come here to insult me as well? The governor said, No, sir, but I was requested to be present and listen to the conversation between you and the other general. General Nelson violently to the bystander says, Did you hear that damn rascal insult me? 
and he left the room. Shortly after this, our general returned with the pistol that he borrowed from his lawyer friend, confronted General Nelson, and fired one shot into his heart. General Nelson managed to make it up the steps before collapsing, and he was heard to have murmured, I have been basely murdered. One hour later, Major Nelson was dead. After killing his superior, our general was promptly placed under military arrest. Early the next day, Major General Don Carlos Buell started advancing the Army of Ohio against Confederate Major Generals Edmund Smith and Braxton Bragg. Two days later, Buell sent a wire to Major General Henry Halleck in Washington that asked for a military tribunal to try our general for killing Major Nelson. Halleck referred the matter to Major General Horatio Wright in Cincinnati, and he made the incredulous observation that since Buell had never proffered any charges to his attention, our general should be returned to duty and the whole matter should be dropped. The only effort to prosecute our general took place in the Jefferson County Circuit, but it was removed from the docket several years later. And a little bit of background. Back then, the Army, the Union Army, was very, very shorthanded. They really needed guys in the field, and there was a lot of political pressure to keep generals active and in the field. That's another reason why our general never actually was brought up on charges for murdering his superior. This general worked under another general, William T. Sherman, during Sherman's March to the Sea. This is back in the Civil War time. He had freed thousands of slaves, men, women, children, infants. They were all traveling with the army after being freed, but they needed sustenance, shelter, medical care. The general and his staff were overwhelmed with all the added responsibility. Supplying the wants and needs of their troops was barely possible as it was. Now they have troops with all these free slaves and their families. What did our general do as he helped lead these troops? He deployed a pontoon bridge in order to cross Ebenezer Creek. After his corps completed the crossing, his troops hurriedly retrieved the bridge before the rapidly approaching enemy general could cross. By doing this, hundreds of slaves and refugees were left stranded on the far shore. Some of the desperate slaves tried to swim the swollen and frigid creek, drowning in the process, but most were rounded up by Confederate troopers and suffered an unknown but probably horrible fate. News of this finally reached Washington, Politicians and the public were appalled at the atrocity and were holding General Sherman personally accountable. Rumors of General Sherman's racist tendencies had followed him for many years, but now proof could be read in the newspapers. And our special general had also expressed these same racist tendencies, and now he was exposed as well as General Sherman but he still had not been brought up on charges for killing a superior officer. Then in 1875, our general contracted yellow jaundice and never completely recovered. He continued in the army, however, finally being stationed at Fort Leavenworth in 1879. 
That fall, he went to Washington to attend the reunion of the Society of the Army of Cumberland. He caught a cold, but stopped off in Chicago as he returned to participate in a board of inquiry. There, he developed pneumonia and at the Palmer House on November 30th, 1879, he died. His body was escorted to Indianapolis and buried in Crown Hill Cemetery. Do you know who this general was? He killed a superior officer who was also a general. He had a bridge raised so that the slaves following his troops drowned and had no escape. But very few people know who he was. He is none other than Jefferson Davis. Now, you may have heard the name Jefferson Davis as being the president of the Confederacy. And while they lived about 10 years apart from each other, they were two completely different people. This is the little-known Jefferson Davis, general from the Civil War. And now you know the rest of the story. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors again, IzzyRacketball.com, NatureBox. Go to the website, use the sponsors, they keep the show running. And as always, if you have an idea for the show or you want to leave a message on our podcast voicemail, you can give us a call at 307 257 2099. And lastly, Get ready for the June show. It's coming up June 1st. It's going to be a good one. Goodbye.